Work, 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 work. <laughs> yeah, so this is uh, Work by Rihanna featuring Drake. And by the way, this is episode five of the Music Behind the Pod, where I kind of break down the stories and the music selection behind episodes of the Made China podcast. I'm literally going from the top of the show all I and I'm going to try to catch up. You know, I don't know how long it's going to take me, but I'm, I'm, you know, it's a good way for me to reflect on, on the music, obviously, but the episodes as well. I don't want to be a product of my environment. I want my environment to be a product of me. This is for episode 14 of the, the podcast, which was author, Amazon FBA expert, and electronic sourcing guru, Manuel Beckfar. So the music, I mean, honestly, it was just, I'm again, I'm a big fan of Drake. I'm a big fan of Rihanna. And I think literally this song came out around the same time as, as when uh, when I was releasing the episode. So sometimes sometimes I just pick songs that I'm listening to at that moment, you know? So I was, I was literally... This is February 20th, 2016. Work probably came out like a couple weeks or a week before this episode and I, I chose it. So, yeah. But um, the significance of the actual episode was this was the first time that I interviewed essentially a, a stranger for the podcast. Prior to this, if I look at all the previous episodes, like even the last one, episode 13, I interviewed the guys from Bambooty, uh, Peter and uh, Freak. But those are my friends. They were acquaintances from into China, so it wasn't, and they were also previously customers at that stage. So it wasn't like difficult to get people on. And then every single person that I had on the show prior to this was somebody that I already knew or was a good friend of mine. So this was the first time I reached out to Manuel. I joined his his Facebook group at the time and kind of consumed a lot of his. I think I was already consuming some of his content just about sourcing and, and Amazon and stuff and thought he was a very you know smart guy very measured in, in all the things that he was doing and i just reached out to him and said hey like i really enjoy your content um i have a podcast and would you be interested in being on and um you know it was it was a very good interview it was one of i think when we did a review of, of like end of year review or something like this i think we named it as like me and mike both named it on our like top five you know episodes that we did something like that so yeah uh, definitely check that out this episode 14 so that song is by uh, Zane Baseflex. It's Z E I N B A S S F L E X. 
I don't remember the name of the actual song because he's a uh, he's he's a little bit of an obscure DJ. Like this was also Zambian influence um, when I was in Zambia, like I mentioned in the last episode. I was in Zambia for Chinese New Year. Like uh, I hadn't been in Zambia for you know such a long time, so I was kind of reconnecting with a lot of things, friends, family, stuff like that, and then food and music. And this guy was a DJ. I just came across like in a bar, and he played the song. Like he was playing. You know the usual top 40 the whole night and and then towards the end of the night when the crowd started to thin out he played this song which is an original i didn't know it was an original song but he played it and i was like what is this song i was trying to like shazam it and it just wasn't coming up and so i came i actually went up to him at the booth and i was just like man like this is great like well what is the name of the song he's like oh it's my original song here's my soundcloud so we'll definitely link up the his soundcloud link the soundcloud page i don't think he has that much music so it should be relatively easy to find this particular song so yeah it was just again another one of those where i was like i wanted to bring a little bit something different something obscure um and help people discover new music hopefully people's uh, hopefully some people that listened to the episode liked it this episode as well was a little bit different it was a long time coming i've been asking mike i was like he has all these crazy experiences with wild ball which is semi professional basketball in china where like they'll have these games in the middle of nowhere in china and it's basically like one rich chinese dude and another rich chinese dude saying hey i'm gonna gather a team that's gonna be like you know 80 percent foreigners and you get your team and then let's have a tournament and, and let's put money down on it and, you know, and end up spending hundreds of thousands of dollars putting together these tournaments in the middle of nowhere like you'd be traveling mike has told stories before he's like you have to hop on a plane that takes you to you know some small town then you hop on a bus that takes you into the mountains and <laughs> you know you're just like yeah you're just in, in some of the some of the strangest situations when it comes to wild ball and then just the nature of the game in terms of how this stuff is organized it's a little bit it's unregulated like for the most part it's not really like a industry that the government pays attention to sometimes the government puts on their own tournaments but these games that most of the time um, rich chinese bosses are putting together on are pretty crazy you know there's like um agents that try to take advantage uh, there's a lot of things to look out for like you could end up you end up losing money in the process rather than making money but there's also a lot of money on the table so some of these players will come in and make you know five ten thousand dollars for like a, a three-day you know four-day tournament if they win so yeah it's a it's a pretty crazy industry and i thought it was an interesting episode for for mike to discuss that's episode 15 wild ball how china mike makes bank with basketball in china That's Coldplay, Viva La Vida, Death, and all of his friends. This song and that whole album really had such a profound impact on me I, when I came out in 2008 and I was 16. I mean, I was already a Coldplay fan. I'd listened to a lot of their music before. Obviously, the, the classics like Clocks and Fix You and 
uh, speed of sound and stuff like that like those were like the ones with this anything that had a music video i probably listened to and then a, a few more songs that I, i dived a little bit deeper into but this album was the first time i listened to a coldplay album from beginning to end and it also came out that year so it was like a little bit more relevant obviously started with viva la vida but i i don't know what inspired me but i ended up downloading the whole album and listened to it and i just i would listen to it you know from top to bottom without skipping any songs constantly and it was also just like uh, you know i think when you're like 16 years old like there's a lot of things that i have from that time period that have had a profound effect on me like for example the dark knight trilogy and the dark knight itself which also came out in 2008 is my favorite movie and the whole batman ethos has pervaded my psyche and the way i sort of think about life not in the sense of like my my parents weren't murdered or anything like that but i just mean the the whole idea of becoming batman which i've explained on the podcast before i'm not going to talk about it right now but yeah i just think yeah it was it was a significant moment in my life i was i was finishing school you know transitioning into college soon like all of that stuff so anyways this song significant impact this is episode 16 of the podcast crucial things you need to know when forming a startup in China with Nathan Jensen from 1421 Consulting. He's since sold his shares in the business and is back in Holland. But I think I chose this because similar to the song being impactful in my life, Nathan had a huge impact in my life. Nathan is one of the first people that I met when I came to China. And at the time when I arrived in China, I was very like wide-eyed and very much like, yeah, I'm here to start a business. You know, it was like anybody that asked, you know, I was like, yeah, I'm here to start a business. And also my parents, my mom's business was still running at the time a retail store and she used to source from China. So my original idea was that I was either going to I was going to take over my mom's business and basically bring it into the 21st century because she's older and like I'm a millennial I'm like all right, I've got cool ideas. And you realize you know when somebody's been running their own business for 20 years plus it's very difficult to take the reins and for them to trust you and that going out also there's the perception of me being like the 22 year old kid who has been spoiled and and you know my parents still saw me in in a certain light so yeah that wasn't that didn't quite work out so i ended up um, teaching english for money while i was trying to formulate a new plan of what kind of business i was going to start so I, i decided to not take over my parents business but when i met nathan i i hadn't gone through that situation yet so we had conversations I was telling him about my mom's business and my life and all that stuff so his perspective especially with him running this or being part of this consulting business was that I was potentially a customer potentially somebody that would be a good contact for him and connect him to other business people so cut to like I met him like my first week here or first week second week in China cut to like eight months later six to eight months later and I'm I met him again in Shenzhen and we talk about it in the episode and uh, I've talked about this many times. And at the time I was teaching English, didn't have any sort of business ideas going on, like I was pretty much just in limbo, but I was satisfied, I was like content. And Nathan just asked me, he's like, "Hey man, what's been going on? Like how are you doing?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'm great." He's like, "Oh, well, you know, how's the business?" I was like, "There's no business." And he basically in front of my friends proceeded he kind of embarrassed me because he was straight up with me and said hey man i thought you came here to sort of business not to like teach english and all that stuff so it was a little bit of a kick in the ass that i had um from him and and was very impactful because i literally the next like maybe three days later when i was back in guangzhou i 
sent a voice message to Mike and I was like man like whatever you need me to do whatever you want to do like let's let's get started with something I will quit teaching English tomorrow if necessary so um yeah that was that was the sort of choice and the music and the pod on that one so that was Viva La Vida Death and All of His Friends by Coldplay episode 16 of the podcast it's been another episode of the music behind the pod thanks for listening uh, if you want to contact us that's podcast at sourcefindasia.com check out the show notes sourcefindasia.com slash made in China if you want to find the links to the songs mentioned in this bonus episode see you next week see you next week